Welcome to the Hot and Hangover Podcast. I'm Louie, and as always, I'm joined by my bud, Dave. Hello, everybody. So, Dave. Louis. <laughs> Once again, with the government name. <laughs> the full, the real name. Two episodes in a That's row. Right. <laughs> you, you did that. Uh, we have some unfinished business from our last episode. Do you remember what it is? I'm pulling... I am taking it out right now. So we promised that we would try eggnog and cereal together. Here's my cup with (laughs) a little eggnog in it. I don't know if you could see that. So I got a little eggnog and some Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I was going to do Fruit Loops, but I chose to do Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And I know my butt over here is going to do the same thing. What do you got on deck? So, so real quick, but before I jump into what I've got, what type of eggnog do you have? Like, uh, is it a name brand? brand? Is it anything special? Yeah. Hood. 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 That's like kind of a go-to, isn't it? I think with eggnog. Um, Southern Comfort, like the non-alcoholic one is a go-to. Hood's okay. good. Farmland's good. Okay. There's a whole bunch. Dude, I, I love eggnog. It's fucking delicious. I like eggnog. I don't drink it a lot, but I, I enjoy it. I only now, drink it during the holidays. <laughs> wait, that's really the only time you could really yeah. find it and drink it is during like the holidays. But I, I don't drink like regular milk or like milkshakes and shit Not like that. Do I. So I have a non-dairy. It's called Onog. <laughs> Because eggnog is made, it's dude, it's a, it's milk, it's a lot, it's like a lot. Like, I don't drink regular thick. milk. Yeah, it's it's basically like almost like condensed milk. So since I don't drink milk like regular milk, I don't even put milk in my in my coffee. I put almond milk or like soy, obviously non dairy, yeah. vegan stuff. That's what I put in my coffee. I went out of my way. I went to Trader Joe's and I picked up Onog, which is a vegan plant based. Eggnog. So I don't know if I'm cheating by by going with a non-dairy eggnog. What do you think, Dave? It doesn't matter. No, it's eggnog. <laughs> Still you counts, try right? Still counts yeah. as eggnog. So the cereal I chose, I did not have Fruit Loops at home. Funny enough, what I have is some leftover uh, Monster Mash cereal. I don't know how this shit is not stale yet. It's October probably be was- good. Almost two months ago, I did take. I, I grabbed one kernel, not stale. The yeah. amount of preservatives they put in the shit, I'm sure it, it, it probably will stay fresh until February. I would not be surprised. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I, that's what I've got. The Monster Mash cereal here in my O Onog plant based. Oh shit, see see you got a bowl. I just threw a little bit in a cup. There's literally this much in here. There's not a lot. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I have much in there. I'm not hungry either. I'm not hungry either. I just wanted to try this. But yeah, yeah, grimy retroplasm. Shout he out to our yeah, boy. Shout grimy. out to him. We two episodes we shot him out because this idea was inspired by him and we we mentioned it again in our last episode. We were like, you know what? He rules. <laughs> he does rule. We we love Grimy here at Haunted Hangover. Um, he he recommend. I think he, I forget what episode he recommended this. 
I don't. I think it might have been like commercials or something we covered. I forget what episode he was a guest on, but he mentioned this. It might have been something somewhere else. He mentioned the uh, eggnog in cereal. He he was the inspiration again for this. And now, man, thank goodness. Thank my cereal is fruity, so I think it'll be pretty close to what he recommended, which was Fruit Loops. Yeah. But let's let's stop rambling, and give this a try. I've never done this, so all right. I'm so excited. listen. Let, let, Yes. I'll go first because I got the regular eggnog. So I got eggnog and cinnamon toast crunch. Let's, Let's see, see what this tastes like. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. It's weird. This is weird. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's probably ridiculously sweet. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, it is good then. Okay. All right. It's was- so fucking good. Uh, what, 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 uh, what, you know what? Well, let me try mine first and then we'll go into our thoughts, our full thoughts, the the taste and the profiles that are in oh, the this uh, is fucking eggnog really cereal good. combination. All right, let me, uh, let me dive into mine while you're uh, continuing oh, to munch goodness. over there. Let's see. See, I've got, I'm done after this. I've got marshmallows in mine, so mine's is probably going to be even sweeter. So let's, It'll let's be give amazing. This, uh, our our uh, ASM what is it ASMR ASMR crunching here eating cereal sure. on the podcast. There you go. Mmm, it's fucking amazing. It's it is really eggnog's <laughs> got these like spices in them, like eggnog's got like these spices or whatever. So I'm really tasting that. Let me get another uh, bite here. I'm done. I, ha- I still have more, but I'm like, no, I can't. <laughs> Neither can I. <laughs> um, and so. I got coffee here, too, so I'm just like, no, this is it. <laughs> so here are my thoughts on mine. Go ahead. I don't know if the combination of Monster Mash cereal and eggnog works. <laughs> it's like... It makes the, again, I'm not the hugest eggnog person. I, I enjoy it, but it's I'm not like it's not like my go-to even during the holidays. Okay, but it's fair. It makes it really kind of gooey. It's giving yeah, it a that's a why gooey, it's a weird it's a weird texture. Mm-hmm. It's a very gooey consistency, and I don't know if it's it, I I don't think it's the eggnog because again this is a vegan eggnog. I don't think it's the eggnog that it's giving it this weird aftertaste but i think that's just the monster mash cereal because i remember it having it when we tried it back in october listen if i can weigh in i have had vegan eggnog before it's not nearly as good as regular eggnog (laughs) and listen i eat vegan sometimes because sheila is vegan yeah so well usually when i'm with her i'm eating 80 percent of the time vegan so we were at her friend's house and he had um vegan eggnog and it was okay it was it was decent but it doesn't even come close to to regular eggnog <laughs> to the real deal so yeah it doesn't it's not even doesn't even hold the candy so <laughs> yeah this has a weird it just has a weird kind of gooey gooey consistency that i don't know if i'm a huge fan of I- i'm gonna try to drink it by itself like another time um, it doesn't. Okay. The, the eggnog itself, because I did try it in a spoonful just now by itself, and it's not bad. 
Like when I, yeah. when I I went in for seconds, I just had like just the eggnog. So I think it's the yeah. cereal. Because again, that Monster Mash cereal has a weird aftertaste. I don't know why. Yeah, that it's is. also a mix of all different flavors. Like you got to keep it like you know, know yeah. u- think, uniform think, flavors. <laughs> I think we might have to redo this next next holiday season. But this right. time, maybe we'll we'll do Fruit Loops or something. Again, I'm not I'm knocking telling it you, because Fruit Loops. I, I believe I'm, I'm sure I'm sure with Fruit Loops it is better because it sounds like. Your combination of the cinnamon toast crunch. Oh, it was amazing. And the eggnog was really good. I'm yeah, a little. I think my my choice in cereal was the mistake here. Fucking Dude. monster mash. Fucking monster cereals. Pic- I love them, but not good picture. <laughs> listen, picture dipping a fucking churro into eggnog. That's what it tasted like. It was very good. You know what, cinnamon? Dude, it's, I- that was a better choice. <laughs> Yeah, well, I was going to do Fruit Loops originally because I have it. I, I always snack on Fruit Loops, and I was like, you know what? Cinnamon Toast Crunch sounds right. So I tried it, and obviously it was fucking delicious. Yeah, it's got that. You so, know why, You know why too? Again, eggnog has, like, these spices they add to it. Yeah. So I have a feeling the cinnamon powder that's on a Cinnamon Toast Crunch, like, in the cereal, probably combined with the eggnog... Gave it a delicious, tasty flavor <laughs> because I could see you doing that again, like later this week on the weekend or something. Yeah, you're like, maybe, uh, maybe. I might have a little. If I'm uh, feeling, if I'm feeling <laughs> saucy, yeah, we'll see. Feeling frisky, you might uh you indulge again in some cinnamon toast crunch and eggnog. Sure. <laughs> but Dave, we have one more thing, and I don't know if you remember what the second thing is, and it pertains to the holiday season. Um, that you asked me. And, and I did a little research. I didn't want to get too caught up in it. Um, do you remember what that is? I know I asked you what you were doing this holiday season. No, I, I answered that. So you knew what I was doing this holiday season. There was a question <laughs> or there was something you asked. And like, I don't I don't think I, ha- I didn't have the answer at all. And I don't remember. Please, you know, please refresh my memory. And it actually it, it it's it's what we're gonna be it's it got it's connected to what we're gonna be talking about today on the show, which we've talked about in the past in a previous episode, and that's Santa Claus. And the question you asked me, or it came up in conversation in the last episode, is why Santa eats milk and cookies, or the tradition of right. leaving milk and cookies out for Santa Claus. Okay, now, yes, I do remember now. I did a little digging again. I don't want to do this long-winded breakdown here of why I Santa didn't. Claus. <laughs> I'm not gonna go into like every single detail, but these are a couple of the things I read. So I did not know this. I knew the Christmas tree was was from Germany. That's like where it came from. Did you know that? Didn't know that. Nope. Well, there you go. So apparently in Germany during you know obviously a very long time ago. They would decorate the tree with apples and sweets and desserts and things like that. Sounds great. So that was like a thing they did in Germany with their Christmas trees. Now, somewhere along, you know, along that, they, they, they say that's where they think some of the concept of giving Santa Claus or leaving Santa Claus milk and cookies, that might be one of the like, like that was like the seed planted, you know, sure. to start that tradition. But there's also something else I read that during the Great Depression, parents encouraged their children 
to leave out cookies and and milk for Santa and the reindeer because if you know anything about the Great Depression, it was it's called the Great Depression. <laughs> We're not a history podcast, but it was, you know, no, a pretty rough not. time in history where people were fucking down in their luck and there was a lot of fucking poverty and shit like that. So that's kind of that's kind of what I came up with and that's what I found on the internet when it comes to the tradition of leaving milk and cookies out for Santa. I thought it was interesting. It's so weird when you when you look up some of these traditions and we we've done it with the jack-o'-lantern, you know, during Halloween that we all carve. We've been carving our entire lives and it's just it's so weird that a lot of these traditions come from like weird or like really dark places in history and shit like that, you know? It's really interesting when you like kind of just go in and start googling where things came from. I I definitely recommend anyone that's interested, you know, maybe check look look into the history of leaving out mil- milk and cookies for Santa. Now, Dave, that leads us yeah. to what we're going to be talking about, and that's more Iconic Santa Clauses. Now, this yep. episode is going to be a little different. I believe last year we had our buddy Chris on, and we, we each did. picked one iconic Santa Claus. Uh, this year we're changing it up. It's just you and I, no guest. So we're cho- we're choosing two iconic Santa Clauses. Now, the difference is we each picked one Santa, kind of from from pop culture. Or from like mm-hmm. media, from from a movie or a show, we each picked up picked one from from some sort of media, and then we each picked a iconic Santa from our own personal lives. So it's a very personal yep. pick. So yep. so the format's going to be a little different. Instead of it, you know, us taking turns, I'm going to go first, talk about my my first iconic Santa from a TV show because mine's from a TV show, and then my personal pick, and then we'll go into your picks. Oh, 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 we meet again, Jesus. You have blemished the meaning of Christmas for the last time, Kringle. I bring happiness and love to children all over the world. Christmas is for celebrating my birth. Christmas is for giving. I'm here to put an end to your blasphemy. This time we finish it. There can be only one. So my first iconic Santa is the character of Santa... From South Park. Now, I'm a big South Park fan. I know a lot of people either love that show or fucking hate it. Like, I don't know where you stand. I don't think we've ever had this conversation. Are you a fan of South Park? Do you like South Park? Uh, I mean, I don't watch it anymore. I watched it when it was out. Like, when it first came out and it was like a fucking phenomenon. Yeah. And everybody, you know... All the shirts they had, the Cartman shirts, you know, you killed Kenny shirts. (laughs) I mean, I definitely had one. Um, I like I said, I remember when they did the the Chef Aid album. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, I definitely liked South Park when I was a kid. If that answers your question. Yeah. No. Again, I so I I still like I still I love the show. I think the shit's hilarious. South Park I don't is watch and, it anymore. And, and and we'll get off our South Park tangent in a, in a few, and I'll get back into Santa and why I picked them. But no, it's, South it's Park, important to go over. It this. is important. It is South Park to me is one of the few shows that 
and, and a lot of people that watched it in the past don't watch it anymore, kind of missed out on this. But South Park is better now in the last, I would say, 10 years, you know, you know, eight to 10 years. It's better now than it was even in like the 90s and like the early 2000s when it first, you know, came out. And that's because they started putting, you know, like political commentary and like current events and shit into the show. You know, originally it would be of like ridiculous premises like aliens and shit like that and the kids dealing with that type of weird bullshit and monsters and shit like that. And then and then now you've got like stuff like political stuff. Even COVID, dude. They just released a COVID, a post-COVID special, and they released a COVID special, like a pandemic special during the pandemic. So, like, they're always up to date. And unlike shows like The Simpsons, which, again, we've talked about The Simpsons in the past. I love The Simpsons. I was never a huge Family Guy. I thought Family Guy early on was really funny, but it got really kind of dumb and stupid. I stopped watching it after season four or five. I don't watch it. South Park got better and i always tell people like don't sleep on south park dude like they they're fucking it shit is it's so funny some of the ridiculous stuff they do i don't even want to repeat some of the shit that they do because it's fuck like they've got some balls like trey parker and matt stone like just some of the stuff they do when it pertains to what's going on in the world today and that's kind of what i love about the show now okay the reason why I picked Santa as my first pick is because it's kind of crazy to think that this Santa Claus character, the character of Santa that we all know and we all were raised on the mythology of Santa Claus, is so vital to like the creation and popularity of South Park. Like It's the reason why the show even exists. And that's just wild to me. That's why I picked this Santa Claus character. Because okay. I was doing my a little research. I was like, wow, if you think about it, the holidays, Christmas and Santa Claus, is is literally the reason why the show is still around and was even made. Now, let me go into a little bit of the the history here of the South Park character, Santa, Santa Claus. Now Early on, before the show was a thing, uh, May, uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, they, they were in college and they had like this project. And what they did was they created a five-minute long short. And this, I believe, was – they made this in 1992, so they were in college. And the title of it is The Spirit of Christmas. And people also call it Jesus versus, versus Frosty. And basically what it is is it predates like South Park – the concept, but when you watch it, you could see the animation style with the construction paper cutouts and just how they kind of develop these characters. It's really weird when I watch this first version. Um, Cartman is called Kenny. The character of Cartman is called Kenny and he dies first and then Kenny dies. So it's kind of weird how they like didn't even have any idea who the characters right. were going to be, but the voices were there and the concept was there and the, the blueprint the blueprint yes of, of right. what the show would become exactly now behind the scenes shit these guys basically uh they shot this on like an old eight millimeter like film camera and again they used construction paper and moved everything themselves and they screened it at college and people thought it was funny and the basic concept of that 
is the, the kids bring to life a snowman and they put a hat on him like Frosty the snowman, but it turns out that Frosty is a fucking monster in real life when he comes to life. And the only person that can help them is a little baby Jesus. The shit is hilarious. And there's even one scene, going back to Santa, and this all will make sense in a second. There is a scene where Frosty, the killer Frosty the snowman, disguises himself as Santa Claus. And at that point, he kills Kenny, who looks like Cartman, and the other Kenny. So, again, Santa was in the first ever prototype of South Park. Now, moving to 1995... A Fox executive hired Trey and Matt for $2,000 to create a short video Christmas card that he could send to his friends. So, like, this dude with money just hired these two guys. Yeah, just to create, like, a bullshit video that he could share with his friends to make them laugh during the holidays. Now, again, yeah, it's, it's funny that he, like... Like, the show's creation was completely by accident. It's kind of wild. And this guy was like a big shot. He was a Fox executive. So they pocketed most of the money because the budget for the actual short was only $750. And the premise of it is is similar to the Frosty versus Jesus, the spirit of Christmas short a few years prior. So in in this short, you've got Jesus emerging... From the heavens, I guess, as like Kyle, Stan, Kenny, and Cartman are talking shit. They're making fun of Kyle because he's Jewish and shouldn't be singing Christmas carols. The shit is pretty hysterical. It's, it's funny. South Park is kind of wild, but the shit is, is pretty hilarious. And Jesus shows up and he's talking to the kids and he's asking the kids where the mall is. And basically, he goes to the mall because he's looking for Santa Claus because Santa... It's kind of taking away the shine from Jesus because we all know Christmas is Jesus's birthday and he doesn't like that Santa Claus is kind of fucking up the day by delivering presents and making it all about him because no one, <laughs> I guess, cares about Jesus on, on, on Christmas. So it's the funniest shit ever. Santa and Jesus are like beating the shit out of each other. At one point, it's like Mortal Kombat. Jesus like shoots a fireball at Santa. Mm-hmm. It, kill, it kills Kenny, of course. And then there's this random shit where there's like this figure skater, Brian Botana, who it's a running gag. It, like in the South Park movie, they mention this guy. Like, what would Brian Brian Botana Brian Botana? Well, I, I think it's Boitano. Boitano. Brian Boitano. What would he yeah. do? He fucking emerges and he tells the boys the true meaning of Christmas. And how they should all be kind to each other. And they deliver this message to Santa and to Jesus who stop fighting and squash the beef and go enjoy a a smoothie together. (laughs) So so this stupid five minute long short with Santa fighting Jesus like was bootlegged and shared everywhere. And it caught the attention of Comedy Central. And basically, that short, like, leaking and people watching it and people talking word of mouth got, like, uh, Matt and Trey, it got them hired or it helped develop South Park, 
which eventually premiered in 1997 as a show. That's awesome. And the shit is still on today, over 20 years later. So that's yeah. fucking wild. And it again, is wild. It, it, I, like being just a big fan of the show, and like I love Christmas too, and it's hysterical how how much the holiday and the character of Santa Claus played into the show's creation and why it was such a big success. It's it's fucking crazy. It's like just I found that so interesting, and I I've always known about this because again I've been a big South Park fan and I've always watched the show and I've seen these shorts. Um, years ago, but I just I like find that so so crazy. So, you know, it's funny. Anytime I think of South Park, I think of a very specific Christmas. Yeah. So, so my memory of South Park is literally during Christmas time. Yeah. Because I think it was just when it came out. Yeah. And I remember getting a shirt. I had just gotten my very first birdhouse skateboard. <laughs> I got a fucking South Park shirt. I think yeah. I, I think it was a Stan shirt. It was a, it was a yeah. shirt with Stan on it. Yeah. And uh, like I, it's just funny. Like I, and you, it's almost like it's just very coincidental that we're bringing this up. We're talking about it, and literally, my first thoughts about South Park are Christmas. Like yeah. that's all. All my memories have to do with South Park during Christmas yeah. time. So I think that's interesting. And I think everyone had a South Park shirt in like the late nineties. Everyone, oh, I had like a, I'm sure. I had like a kill, like oh my god, you know they killed Kenny or whatever shirt with like Kenny dead on it with like Kyle and Stan and Cartman and like I, I think I owned a few South Park shirts as a kid, but it's just crazy, man. And and Christmas has been such an important part of the show and even the character of Santa Claus, um, that he constantly pops up. And, and there's and Jesus an episode. Too. They, and they G- both, and they G- both Jesus. Do. There's an episode that came out a few years ago. Uh, I'm at this point maybe like ten years, so it wasn't that. It wasn't that. It was a while ago. But there's an episode where, and I don't want to get too into it because I think it would be a funny episode for us to cover one holiday season. But basically, what happens in the episode, and it's funny because we're talking about this Jesus versus Santa uh, pilot, like first you know, like idea of, of the, the show yeah. where Santa Claus is going to give presents to kids in Iraq <laughs> and they shoot down his, they shoot down. Oh, I his, remember this one. Yeah. They shoot down his sleigh and all the reindeer are fucking dead. And Jesus has to go into Iraq. And this is when like all yep. the Saddam Hussein shit was happening and his execution was like a few years after, I think. And Jesus has to go in and save Santa from Iraq and all the like people that it's, it's hard, that. all the terrorists. Yep. It's fucking when you watch the I actually watched it like a day ago. When you watch the episode, dude, it's so horrible but fucking hilarious how they were able to make a Christmas episode with this theme. And it goes back to the storyline of Santa and Jesus being friends. And like, Jesus has to save uh, Santa from fucking terrorists in Iraq. <laughs> it's so, it's so yep. fucking absurd. And, and one yep. more thing, one more thing before I jump off the whole South Park Santa uh, topic. Again, just showing the importance of just Christmas to the to the show and and the holidays to the show. You know, Kyle being Jewish, Hanukkah always comes up on the show, um, and the character of Mister Hanky. I feel like most people. 
Oh, that I forgot watch, about that. <laughs> yeah, most people that watch South Park, even if you stopped watching it, you know who the fuck Mr. Hanky is. Mm-hmm. Like, look, I just said Mr. Hanky, who also is kind of like a Santa Claus. I almost picked him, but I was like, he's not really Santa Claus, but he's like this mythical figure that Kyle believes in. Right, you know, and and basically, if you don't know who Mr. Hanky is, he is a talking piece of shit that comes out of the toilet. He's a talking piece of shit that comes out of the toilet wearing a Santa Claus hat. He says, Heidi Ho, and he he jumps into your mouth and he he does does all kinds of disgusting shit. But, dude, he's another character who's like the Santa Claus character, and Santa Claus has popped up in those Mr. Hanky. Uh, the Santa Claus characters popped up in those Mr. Hanky episodes because they're usually set around Christmas. But, yeah, dude, again, Christmas is just so, so fucking important to this show. And I always forget that. And when I, like, think it's about it, I'm like, pick. wow, Santa Claus, Jesus, Mr. Hanky. They even were able to make Iraq somehow involved with Christmas, which is yep. fucking wild. So, yeah, man, I, I, I had to go with Santa Claus from South Park because I just think he's just such an important aspect of that show. You're right, kids. I'm sorry, Jesus. No, no. It's me who should be sorry. I've been a right bastard. I'm sorry, Kringle. Thank you, boys. Yeah, thank you, boys. Come on, Kringle. I'll buy an orange smoothie. Ooh. I love it. Now, now my second, now my second more personal pick... This won't be a long, a long-winded thing. Is I used to have this old Santa doll. Now I still have this doll. I've had him since I was probably two or three. Now, thank goodness. <laughs> I I have a picture of him. I have a picture with him when I was a kid, but I have to look for it. I don't know if I'll have it in time. When we release this episode, I'll have it in time to show and share. But I do have a picture of the doll that's currently at my mother's house. I actually had to have her take a picture of it and send it to me so I had it. But I was so attached to this fucking... It's weird, man. You know you know when you have these items in your life and you move and shit happens and you lose shit, you throw shit away. But for some reason, some stuff stays behind. I'm sure, Dave, you have stuff like that, Right. I have so well, uh, you know. After you're done, I, yeah. I will say mine yeah. when I'm done talking about my personal pick. So, so yeah, but so yes, you have you're right. these items that don't really ever leave your life and somehow survive, like like those purges where you just get rid of shit. And this Santa Claus doll is an item to me. It's very iconic. Again, very personal to me. But just. Every time I think of Christmas, I think about this silly doll I've had. So let me describe this doll. So basically, again, I I got him probably in the late 80s. I was a toddler. I was three, four maybe at the time. And he's got a really soft body. He's got hard plastic hands and a hard, like hard, dude, you could crack your fuck. You can crack someone's head with this if you whack him across the face with it. Like hard head. But he's got like these this hair, like wig, white wig hair as a beard, and his long white hair. I can't wait to see this fucking. Yeah, thing. dude, it's amazing. White hair hanging out like underneath his Santa his Santa hat, and his clothing is fabric. It almost feels like those cheap Christmas socks used to hang up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, when you look at him, he looks of the time. 
And he's fucking falling apart, dude. His arm fell off one year. His head fell off. Like, we're still trying to keep him together. And I want to get him kind of fixed or figure out a way to fix him. But I've just had this thing forever, man. And it's like, I don't have it currently at my apartment. It's at my mother's place in, like, her basement in her storage. But I will never get rid of him. It's just one of those weird things where it's like... That's I want to fix him to bring him to my, you know, house so I can maybe put him next to my tree or something. But I've had him forever. And if you take a if you take a look at this picture um, and you see it, which I will share on Instagram, he looks like something from the 80s. He almost looks creepy in a way. Like if you were I'm a kid sure. and this thing was <laughs> if this thing was next to you, you would think you'd be fucking scared shitless and frightened. But no, nah, man, I was never scared of him. And, you know, he was just really important to me. And every time I see it, it kind of brings those nostalgic feels. I get all warm and fuzzy and I think about the holidays and I'm like, wow, I remember being in my grandma's house and the fucking Santa Claus sitting on a chair (laughs) and like next to the tree. And then me taking pictures with him when I was like three, four, when I was like 12, 15. And he just that this Santa somehow survived and stuck around fucking 30 something years and. To me, that's just wild, man. And, and it's an iconic Santa to me. And I've never seen a picture of this stuffed toy Santa anywhere, which to me is fucking weird. Like, I've never seen anyone post a picture on social media with it, especially like all the nostalgic right. guys we follow. Like it was mass produced. With. Like right. it was mass produced. So it. My grandmother or my mother must have bought it at like a Woolworth for like $10 and maybe they'd never made him again. I've never seen anyone, you know, recognize them or be like, oh, I remember or I had that or my sister had that or my mom had that Santa Claus. No one. I've never heard anyone mention it. So maybe after we release this episode, I posted the picture. People would be like, I had that fucking Santa Claus. I'm thinking I'm, I have a very funny visual in my head right now of a young Lewis in a living room, in a living room with the Santa doll sitting on a chair, and all of a sudden your family walks out, and it's you and the Santa doll, and the Santa doll turns his head and goes, hello, Lewis. Bet you didn't think I could talk, did you? That's terrifying. And then you just having you just having a conversation with the Santa doll. It's making me laugh. Oh my god! It's Dude, that me would, very much. That'd be fucking terrifying, man. I fucking would shit my pants if that actually happened. But he never fucking scared me, man. The Santa never scared me. He never. I was never. That was your ride or die. <clears throat> yeah, he was my ride or die. Right. I just. I was never, never mm-hmm. scared of him, and he he did look a little creepy. He's all dirty and shit now. So it's kind of sad looking at it because he's been through a lot, but I won't get rid of him, man. I won't get rid of him. All right, good. That's good. I, 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 I would be mad if you got rid of him. <laughs> so, Dave, let's get into uh, your picks. <laughs> Being that you just ended on your personal pick, I'm going to keep that going with my personal pick, and I'll end mine with my pop culture entertainment pick yeah so i'm calling this collective family santa claus um i know i've mentioned my family's tradition before but i can't stress to you how fun and adventurous christmas eve was for me and i would assume the other younger kids and generations in my family this has literally been going on for 50 plus years or more and (laughs) someone in my family or connected has played the role of Santa Claus. So, like, 
when I say collective Santa Claus, I say it because literally somebody played Santa <laughs> Claus every fucking year. Mm-hmm. And the suit consisted of the famous red pants and jacket, the belt, the black shoe tops that go over the boots, the beard, and sometimes glasses. Some, sometimes someone would wear the glasses and sometimes they wouldn't, <laughs> which I thought was a very interesting touch on they whoever was doing this. <laughs> yeah. And I always remember they would put blush on the cheeks to make them rosy. So if you were yeah. playing Santa Claus, you had blush on your cheeks. And I do remember once or twice somebody had like, I guess to make like red lips, somebody put like lipstick yeah. on somebody. It was, it was really interesting. So again, like I've played Santa Claus before. My mother has played Santa Claus before. My That's grandmother amazing. has played Santa Claus before. And you want to know the funny thing is the one that sticks out the most to me is my grandma playing Santa Claus. Mm. I don't know why. And she wore glasses. This was a glasses Santa Claus, and my grandma had them on. <laughs> Your grandma had the attention to detail down pat. She was like, you know what? She, I'm she wear really the did. She's, she was always like that. Very meticulous with things like that. Very. Yeah. My grandmother was always very fashion-oriented. <laughs> I just want I, I to say thank you to all my family members who have taken on this role through the years and that I've even double dipped because I know my grandma's done it more than once. Mm -hmm. I was never infatuated with Santa, but I sure as hell was excited when I saw someone I knew playing the role, filling everyone with wonder and joy, believers and non-believers. So, (laughs) and I've said this before, Santa Claus for me was kind of squandered at a young age. Like, I knew yeah, I knew yeah. he wasn't real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. I knew that there wasn't someone coming into my house and leaving gifts. I knew it was my fucking uncle. One of my yeah. uncles eating the, can- uh, eating the cookies and milk. And I knew my mom was buying me shit. But <laughs> I still love, like, that, you know, and I, I said it last year on the podcast, and I'm going to say it again. Christmas Eve was like an adventure. And yeah. I, I would love to, it would make a, it would make for a cool movie, I think. Now, going back to you were saying about things that kind of survive time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At my aunt's house where we used to have Christmas Eve. And by the way, we're having Christmas Eve at my house this year. I'm mm-hmm. very excited for that. Yeah, I think so, you mentioned it the last episode. I remember. Mm-hmm. We're having, yeah, we're having a bunch of people here. So in the kitchen area of my aunt's basement, because that's where we would all go. In the kitchen, there was this light switch so there was a fan you know that was connect you know it was like a ceiling fan with a light Mm -hmm. and there was a light switch like the little pull down yeah you know things on a chain so this was a like a a stoplight and it had the green it had the red it had the yellow and the way they were was they were it was almost like a clear piece of plastic so if light hit it it would shine through i always was obsessed with it when i was when i was a kid like, I used to think that was the coolest fucking thing. Yeah. So, when my when my aunt and uncle sold the house a few years ago, my uncle took it and gave it to me. So, I oh, have the, awesome. I have the, <laughs> I have the chain. I have the, the little light, the little light chain for the fan. And that's it's awesome. just one of those, just one of those things that's literally been sitting <laughs> in a kitchen for fucking years. And now I have it. That's great. Like, that's, see, that's something so small that was special to you. And like, it's only special right. to you. Only I, that's what's yeah, cool exactly. about it. Yeah. 
Going back to the whole Santa Claus family members dressing up, no one in my family ever did that. I don't know why. That was never a thing. Like, dressing up, like, like grandma, mom, dad, uncles, aunts, no one dressed up as Santa. I don't know why. Oh, it was that, a big thing. It was weird. In my family, that never... I used to get taken to go see Santa at, like, the mall, but no one ever dressed Same. up as him. And it's funny now, like, my fiancé's, like, nieces and nephews... Their parents, like, they dress up as Santa. And now, you know, with the whole right. ring light thing, you know, you have, like, the ring lights people can buy and put on their doors and shit like that. They, like, have, okay. like, a whole orchestrated scene last year where they had a ring light set up. They said it was a camera. And the camera uh-huh. caught Santa delivering presents. Uh, and it's so funny. They, they, Yeah, last year they showed us the video that they made of Santa. Like, wow, look, guys. Santa came down the That's chimney clever. and brought you presents because the dad dresses up as Santa. He has the Santa outfit. I love and it. honestly, when I watched the video, because, you know, they're kids. They're innocent. They don't know anything. I'm like watching this. I'm like, wow. Dude, this looks a little creepy. Like, like it looks like you have a fucking intruder, like in your head, because it's like all grainy footage, black and white, night vision. I'm like, this is right. kind of fucking scary to see like this dude in a costume sneaking around like, your living room, like next to your fireplace and shit. Like, Jeez. I'm like, so it's just funny because, and I'm hoping they do it again this year because it's the kids are getting older. So I'm like, I wonder how long they'll buy into this, but. So, there's video there's video evidence so like it might prolong their belief like them believing in Santa so <laughs> well let me ask you a question yeah when you when they do that like when you do that with your family and stuff yeah how, does Santa Claus come at like night or does or does whoever dress up do it like during the daytime so so they're young they're they're like seven eight nine they're around that age so there's it's a reason night, why i'm so asking this it's at night so when the kids go to bed so if the kids the kids go to bed at nine ten o'clock at night let's say like this year christmas eve is on a friday they go to bed at 10 o'clock the video is over overnight so he comes at whatever one in the morning midnight two in the morning that's when santa goes down the chimney so that's the time i'm assuming is what they tell the kids when they're sleeping so Okay, that's when the rain. So now I'm probably, <laughs> I'm probably saying something I've said before. Yeah, but I'm gonna do it again. Yeah, up until probably I don't know, seven eight years ago. Yeah, when we had the Santa Claus, you know, whoever played it that that was coming into our basement yeah. and my aunt's basement and playing it. Yeah, playing Santa, we didn't open gifts. Until like 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah, we've talked about so this you, on Christmas Eve. Yeah, yeah, we've spoken about this. Like, yeah, we talked about that it. That shit was going on until 3 or 4 in like the morning. A, yeah, that's more of a cultural, <laughs> that's more of like a cultural, like Italian and like Puerto Ricans do the same thing. Like Hispanic people do the same thing. Yeah. It's like Christmas Eve is the, Christmas Eve is the, the night you open presents and, and everyone kind of does their thing. And I guess that might, that might have been what ruined Santa for you. Yeah, that's a pretty good point because I, you know, we're, we're opening cr- gifts on Christmas Eve. But the funny thing is, the tradition always was like my mother and grandmother. They never brought my gifts to my aunt's house. They would bring maybe one gift or two gifts, and mm. I knew it was from them. Yeah. So yeah, we yeah. were just they would just bring one gift, and then I would open the rest up Christmas Day. Yeah. So, yeah. so but but you but do you already know. Does you a, knew. you yeah. bring up a good point. It is a good point. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're my, you're not you're not in your bed sleeping waiting for fucking Santa to come. Right. You're like I at never. Your, someone else's fucking house. So it spoiled it for you. <laughs> ho ho ho! 
Merry Christmas, you naughty motherfuckers. Okay, so I'm pretty sure that this is very, very widely not known. Yes. Um, this is a little short film called Black Santa's Revenge, which <laughs> came out in 2007. And it was directed by David Walker. And if you watch the credits, it says a mini epic by David Walker. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, Black Santa's Revenge stars Ken Forey from such classics as Dawn of the Dead yes. and Keenan and Kel. The fucking and man. He bas- He's the man. Exactly. <laughs> Black Santa's Revenge is about a down-and-out Santa Claus working at a community center, promising children and teens presents, and is held at gunpoint by generic thugs who hate Christmas. He decides he has to take justice into his own hands. This is a very short synopsis here. It's it's on Vimeo for free. I highly recommend yes. everybody seek it out and watch it. It's 20 minutes long. It goes super quick. It is very entertaining. And yeah. when I when I showed this to Louie, I was like, I'm going to choose Black Santa's Revenge. He's like, and then I said, Ken Forey's in it. And then I knew right away Louie was in. So then he found it. He found it on on Vimeo. Because yeah. it's not like, yeah, I looked it up on YouTube and I couldn't find anything. I did find a making of, which I would love to yeah. watch. So yeah. I don't know how I found out about this, but I have the DVD. And I remember that's, buying the DVD. That's great. And I remember like... <laughs> Like, I remember not loving it, but I was like, it's fun. And now I watch it again, and I'm like, okay, no, this is pretty fun to watch. It's great. (laughs) What we have here is a vigilante Santa Claus, and I fucking love that. And I think if more people were to see this, like, I think it would be brought into a little more uh, of the mainstream because it's really entertaining. Ken Forey's a, a horror icon, and... We got, first off, he's dressed up in the typical Santa costume, but he's got black finger gloves on. It's like, like the, the shittiest gloves. Santa costume. It's like the shittiest Santa. It's like the cheapest looking Santa Claus costume you could find. Yeah. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to read off a list of some of the noteworthy things that happen in this mini epic. We got a CGI room full of toys. We have great one-liners like, I'm like 5-0, you can't feel me. Rat soup eating motherfucker. <laughs> I'm making my list and I'm checking it twice. I'm gonna put all you motherfuckers on ice. <laughs> Assault on Precinct 13 reference. Yes. A CGI head explosion. Like MIDI metal music score action cue. Yeah. Squid blood spray and ear ripping. When he also says, Rupa pum pum, I've got your eardrum. Yes. There's a lot crammed into this fun holiday exploitation homage. I'm telling you, it's very, very entertaining. Dude, when you told me about it, I was like, I've never heard of this. And then I was like, I have to find it. And I found it pretty quick. And as soon as I got home, I threw it on. Dude. I loved it. It's it's short. It's sweet. It feels like Christmas. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it's one hundred percent. It's almost like Hobo with a shotgun. Much smaller budget, obviously. Yeah. Like they didn't have as much money. They got the budget probably went to Ken Foray. Honestly, that's probably who. Probably. He's a producer on. He's actually a producer on 
the film. Like when you look at the credits at the end, you see producer, you right. know, Ken Forey. So I'm sure he was involved with something behind the scenes. Um, I also noticed that it's a comic, and I think I told you that through text. I was that, like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I'm guessing it's based on a comic because I did see ba- it must be an independent comic book, nothing big or big time mainstream. Likely. Yeah, more than likely. So what probably happened was they they came across this comic or maybe someone brought it to their attention and they were like, yo, this would make for a great short film. And I'm surprised it's not more popular yeah, than, like, than it. I feel like it should be more popular. Honestly. You look at, yeah, you look at stupid shit like Thanks Killing. That's mm-hmm. probably on the same level budget-wise as yeah, this. for sure. And I'm like... No one's t- like I don't see memes like I see memes to Turkey from Thanksgiving like Thanksgiving all the time during Thanksgiving, but I never see like Ken Forey with the shotgun dressed as Santa Claus like like Happy Holidays motherfucker or nothing like like you don't see that so I'm just I'm just surprised it's not as popular, you know, as some of these other kind of like low budget like kind of you know very micro micro like not a lot of money films. That have kind of like a little cult following. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll help it get a cult following. I, I, I hope doubt so. That, but I hope so. And again, iconic is subjective. But I feel this Santa Claus, this Black Santa's Revenge, this version of the Santa Claus should be more iconic. It's so funny. Oh, and it's funny too because when we were talking through text, I was like, "Dude, Ken Foray is great in this." But it's also mm-hmm. Ken Foray, like. Like you see him interacting with the other actors, and you could tell like this dude's a, like this dude's a, been acting a long time. Like this was probably an easy script for him, an easy one hundred percent. Like he he's not even like even when he tries to ham it up with those one liners that you recited. It's not a corny. Ago, it doesn't <laughs> come off really corny. Nicely. No, it's not exactly. like he's like he's not like I'm gonna check my I'm gonna check my whatever I have I have my list and check it twice. Like, that's not what's happening. <laughs> it's like he, my man, put some finesse on it, and and that's what I kind of that's what I liked about it. I was like, wow, if this, I'd watch a feature length film of this movie. Of course, <laughs> give me another forty minutes of this, and I would have sat through it. Dude, Maybe have the- you learn a little bit more about the Black Santa? Maybe you see his upbringing. Maybe why he's working in this. You know, like I and he was he just wanted to give back to the kids, back to the community. Yo. And it has a cool message. Well, I was talking to Sheila this morning. I was like, yeah. I'm going to choose this movie that I don't think a lot of people have seen. Yeah. And she's like, so what makes this iconic? And I said, a vigilante Santa Claus. And she <laughs> goes, okay, you're right. Because what, what vigilante Santa Clauses do you know? None. Exactly. And the vigilante Santa Claus is played by Ken Foray. So exactly. Like, come, on, come on. So I totally think more people should. I'm hoping more people... Like learn like I'm gonna. I'm I mean, gonna honestly, fucking, yeah, I'm gonna share it. I'm fucking yeah. I'm going to like. That's what I'm saying. Put it in the haunted hangover league because it's freely on Vimeo. Yeah, I saw the view count. It only had, and again, this doesn't mean anything because they were obviously selling it because you have a physical copy of it. But, I have it. Yeah, like it only had like I think two thousand views or something on Vimeo. So I'm shocked like more people aren't watching it. it, it again, it's. It's a lot of fun. It's like 20 minutes long. It's a lot of fun in those 20 minutes you're having. You know, it's got a slow start, but it's still like super entertaining. And you could tell the filmmakers wanted something 
more serious in tone. They weren't trying to make... It's obviously a campy like subject of Vigilante Santa, but they were trying to make it as serious as possible. And that's fucking... That's dope. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> like, I, I'm gonna fucking... I'm gonna be a cheerleader for this short film because I, th- I thought it was fucking great, man. I thought it was fucking awesome. <laughs> if you had to... Like, again, when you think of, like, films with Santas, right? Like, iconic Santas. We've talked about Silent Night, Deadly Land. I think that was your pick last year. And we talk about some of these other horror films mm-hmm. that we haven't even scratched the surface of, like, Santa or Christmas-themed horror films. There are a lot of, like, Santa Clauses that are iconic and even non-horror stuff. So I, I definitely th- think this Ken Foray Black Santa can easily be right up there with the rest of them. So 100%. You ain't never had to ask Santa for a G.I. Joe Kung Fu grip or a bicycle or a teddy bear. Only have some motherfucker steal your shit and leave you crying in the ghetto with nothing to eat but government cheese and a mayonnaise sandwich. So instead of you sitting there on your poke chop ass looking at me like I did some shit wrong, get out there and find them toys. And then we all can have a merry motherfucking Christmas. So those were more iconic Santas. Be sure to subscribe, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at Haunted Hangover. And be sure to check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash hauntedhangover31. And if you can rate and review us, that would be greatly appreciated. And remember, the best cure for a hangover is... More booze. And on behalf of the entire Haunted Hangover crew, we'd like to wish you all a happy holiday. Happy holidays, guys. Oh, ho, ho.